This the remix. Lip thought Keyshawn. No, that's a terrible call. What an awful call. <laughs> what an absolutely joke of a call. What an absolute joke of a call. They just showed the replay. Keyshawn was standing in position and had been there for two or three seconds when contact was made. <laughs> what a ridiculous, what an absolutely ridiculous call. <laughs> I love you. I love this guy. Yeah, there's a uh, you know, handful of guys that uh, can corral a puck, get it off that quickly and uh, stick it in the back of the net in that spot um, in the world, and he's one of them. So, uh, you know, that's that's exactly why you go get him. Daddy had a breakaway. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, I, I really am excited about this opportunity to work together. Um, I know what he's done, and and I and I know what we might be able to do going forward together, and that's what really excites me. Uh, looking forward to to building that process. Uh, as we go into April, May, June, July, uh, and continue to grow together. Uh, it's really an important relationship. The head coach, the quarterback, the play caller, the quarterback. Um, there's got to be a synergy there, and I believe that, that we're on our way to doing that. Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Um, I really need my chickens to win some races so I can pay for Salt Bay. Oh, really? Yeah, got, very, got your hitch in the pocketbook. Yeah. Oh, it's very expensive. Oh, very really? expensive restaurant. I mean, cutting salt bays at your table, sprinkling salt on it. It should be. Did Our you pay for everybody? Stuff. No. Paid for me and my dad. So okay. paid for half of it. So not ideal. But uh oh that was oh, that's my biggest complaint. They come to the table and ask, Do you want water? And they're like, sparkling or still? Uh, like like they think they're a fancy European restaurant. And it's just like, yeah, just give us the the, the regular yeah, the regular, the regular water. water, seven dollars for a bottle of the regular. Yeah. Oh man, what a nightmare! Right. Salt base going back in my. Uh, I love right. this guy, Tech. Very well, very expensive. Oh yeah, very expensive. So what I, kind of sides did you get? We only got oh, we got mac and cheese as a side, and as an appetizer, we got meat sushi. Meat sushi, and it was delicious. It might have been the best thing I had there. It was ridiculously good. So now, when you order steak, because I saw him cut the steak and put the salt on and feed the woman, uh, <laughs> he did. He, she had her mouth. It was very strange. Um, are you each ordering your own steak? Sensuous. Sensuous is the word you're looking for. We, or is it a huge steak and he just cuts it up and you take pieces? Because that's kind of what you it can do it like. either way. You, there's some. There's some you can order for just yourself. There's some you can order for two people. We ordered. There were four of us. We ordered two steaks and we all got part of. You each all got of the part two of it. steaks, right? So right. yeah, we basically shared amongst the table. Is okay. what our go was what our plan was. So yeah, but gonna have to sell a chicken to actually pay for it. There, that's gonna be the really Salpe's doing well for himself. He is doing well for himself because it was jammed packed. It was like oh really people standing around the front door. Did you have to wait for a table? Well, we apparently we had a reservation, so okay. we were good. As soon as we got in, we were we were good to go. But yeah, it was packed. Complete all the tables fill and people just standing around the blocking the damn entrance. He must the do door. nothing but go around and put salt on things. Pretty much. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it was. He just went from table to table sprinkling salt on. And yeah, I don't know when he takes a break. I don't know what happens there. But when we were there, he was there. How many chickens do you have to sell? Now, I, I'm very I'm very interested in the bill at this point. Well, I'll tell you how much the bill we <laughs> I paid for half. Me and my dad was right. 220 bucks for you and your dad. Yeah. And you're giving me a hard time about paying off my kid's bet? 
well, because that was stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was. A, I no, got an experience out of my got food <laughs> and a man sprinkled salt, salt in his general direction <laughs> yes. while a woman yelled, Salty! Yes, I got an experience. <laughs> what you got was a nasty text message that was like, Dad. Oh, yeah, he wasn't happy. Would I, would I pay for it again? No, but I experienced it once. It was hilarious and ridiculous, and I am glad I did it. You just gave your son, what, 20 bucks because you felt bad because you told him not to bet on North Carolina. A little more than that. (laughs) (laughs) You just did it out of, like, I don't know, pity or guilt or something over there. Well, and the other thing is, now that you mention that, oh, yeah, I had to because you doubled the bet. Okay, I was wondering if he just jacked me up in the price of what he was going to lay down. Probably did. He probably did, didn't yeah. he? Because he never had anything to prove it. Yeah, if he was actually going to bet it, he was going to bet 20 bucks, and he told you, I was going to put 200 <laughs> yeah, on this, Dad. I, you cost me. Unbelievable. Wait, and did you, hold on, hold on. Did you pay him what the bet would have been? No, I paid him what he would have won. What he would have won. won. What he would have won. What he would have won. Oh, won. Man, what are you doing? It's my son. Another good example, never have kids. Best example last week was Mark Andre Fleury not wanting to be traded because of his kids, and the best example this week it's is me you paying just off his randomly not paying, paying off son. it. It's just paying what he would have wanted. You about. being a bookie without the advantages of actually being a bookie and making money. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put they, it that way, listen the the FBI will not shut you down because you are a poorly no, run sports exactly. book who just <laughs> gives your son money. <laughs> Venmo, so, okay. So something I did find out that is apparently Salt Bay is on the same kick as the owners of Major League Baseball because uh, a employee at his restaurants could not afford a side at one of his restaurants on their hourly wage. Probably wow. not. Yeah. <laughs> do they do they uh, not give them housing like minor league baseball players? <laughs> no, I assume not. <laughs> but basically, oh, that wage is equivalent to a side of mashed potatoes or sweet corn at his restaurant. I will say... Um, meat sushi. I, meat sushi was delicious. I will say, maybe this is because they've just been open for a week or something. There were a ton of employees there that were standing around okay. for a long time. Okay. Like, they had way more employees than they needed than they to. Needed. But I will say, maybe it's the, hey... We've been open for a week. We don't know exactly how many people we're going to need here. Because at one time, I worked at a grocery store, and when we did, like, a grand opening thing, we literally had, like, every employee was there, like, the first three days. And I had nothing to do. And I was like, can I go home? And they were like, no, go vacuum, go sweep the carpet. So it happens. It's ridiculous. I had to sweep carpet at a job. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever done. Yeah. What's the point of that? Like, I if you to come in here and do it in here? Right. It do, doesn't work very well if you've no. ever tried it. No. So don't sweep carpet. You guys tipped well last night? Yeah. What did, what did we pay? Two, well, I don't know what well is. Uh, I paid 220 and we tipped, like, $55. Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay. So right. okay. she All got right. 100-plus oh. or whatever out of it. Yeah, 50 I We split it. We just split the whole thing. So two 220 bills with $50, whatever it was, tip. Well, she's she's doing well. She can she now, can afford the she side. Can now, she can now afford the mashed potatoes. I think she can have the the mac and, and cheese and, and the, the meat sushi. Hey, but she can't have, are, any, can't all... have any real steak. But just don't have water with it because that's an extra seven bucks, and that'll put you. Over I can the top. only imagine the response from Greenspan if they brought water <laughs> that was distilled water, and she saw on the bill because did they tell you it was seven? No, no, they did not. You had to wait till the bill, and we asked for a second one because we drank the water and thought it was. Free. Water, right? 
Didn't even cross my mind that it would cost me. Until you saw the bill. Right. Oh, she would go insane. $7 for water, not even sparkling water? Oh, forget I, about it. It would not be good. When, when you used to go to the movies with her, would she like just load up her purse with like Oh, snacks? Brought, brought her candy. Yeah, yeah, brought her candy. You're not disagreeing. Does your girlfriend do that? No. No? She loves ices with always or oh, always getting okay. an icy when we go. And that's, no. That's pretty much it. I don't think she re- really gets uh, to Wal- we Wal- Walgreens. Headed to Walgreens. Get your candy. Got the candy. Headed to the movies. Wow. Yeah. No popcorn? <laughs> I would do that. She would not be happy. And I'd have the diet soda. <laughs> I said, look, if we're going to get milk duds, then I'm getting the popcorn to mix them in. <laughs> so if you don't like that, I'm sorry, but I would do that and the diet soda. Oh, that's right. You told us about your she, weird milk she would, popcorn. She would drink water. And she'd have uh, whatever she likes, um, Boston baked beans, I guess. What? Something like that. That's Boston. a candy? Yeah. Yeah, it's candy. It's eh. not a great candy. Sounds like it's something that comes out of a can that I cook over the stove and eat for It's not. It's not great. Cents. She also likes, uh, what are the, uh, oh, the Swedish fish. Oh. Also she not great. Yeah. These are not great candies. These are <laughs> why, like, these why are, candies are Swedish that... fish so popular? Of all the gummy candies, they're easily the worst. Oh, really? I don't eat a lot of gummy candies. I like, like them. Generic gummy bear, gummy worm are always better than whatever happening with Swedish. I will eat Swedish fish. Yeah, you'll eat I them like if gummy around. candies. Yeah, but they are hands down of the gummy candy fa- the gummy worst? candy family. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's something that's worse. That's just like some terrible flavor. But like of the popular ones, absolutely. Uh. I would never pay for Swedish fish. Really, when there's other options. I give them to her all the time. I'd get the the trolley uh, gummy worms instead. I've never had those. Doused in sugar, of course it's going to be better. It's got seven pounds of sugar. on They it. used to give out those gummy worms at uh. Well, no, what would they give out at Golden Knights games a long time ago? Gummy bears, gummy just bears. red, just plain gummy bears, yeah. which are significantly better than Swedish okay. fish, no doubt about it. Right. Way better. All right, all right. Can we get definitive rankings? All right, coming in at number at last place, Swedish, Swedish fish. fish. No doubt about it. They are bad. Nothing else is good. All right, let's let's spend two minutes on on this story here. Amari Cooper likely to be released. You think he gets traded before he actually gets released? If you're the Raiders, you calling right now to ask about Amari Cooper's availability? I guess I'm calling to see what it would what he would the market would be. Sure, what do you want for him? So for the Cowboys. His cap hit is going to be $22 million this year. If they cut or trade him, that drops down dead money. Six. Six million dollars. So that's the idea here is the Cowboys think that they can better spend $16 million against the cap than what Amari Cooper will give them. I have to imagine they look at it and say, well, we have CeeDee Lamb, and I think they can bring back Michael Gallup. Right. And it's not like they're hurting for good wide receiver play. Amari Cooper is the exact type of player or player the Raiders should be interested mm-hmm. in, right? I don't know if you want him at the $22 million cap hit. So I, don't I don't think he's getting a $22 million cap hit. Well, if hit. he gets traded, his contract stays intact. So if you trade for him, his cap hit's uh, still okay. going to be high. He's not a UFA. But okay. right. Okay. But if the Cowboys were to cut him, now you can sign him for whatever you want. If you told me right now, I know you're bringing back a guy that a lot of the fan base is dumped on, but if you told me right now, Amari Cooper, $14, 15000000 million yeah. a year, I think I'm probably yep. signing up for that. I mean, he would immediately slot into that second tier of, of available wide mm-hmm. receivers, right? He's not Devontae he's Adams. He's not Devontae Adams, but he's in but the next the, tier. But the Mike Williams uh, down to like Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, like Amari Cooper is in that. Like DJ right. Chark maybe is in that conversation too. 
he's immediately in that in that discussion. So I I don't think it would be a bad signing. Twenty two, but you're right. Right. If you've got to trade an asset to get him, which granted, if he's going to be released, the asset's probably like a fifth round pick. But if you have to trade an asset to get him, and then his cap hit is significant, like twenty million. I don't think you. I don't think that's worth it. You'd rather just spend your time trying to sign DJ Chark, Allen Robinson, right. Mike Williams, somebody like that. But if he does get released, I think the Raiders should absolutely be interested in an Amari Cooper yeah, type player because he, that that's the that's the type of receiver that they kind of need to go get. They need another good passing option that's not Hunter Renfro or Darren Waller, and Amari Cooper could be that guy. So could would you still take uh, if you did this? Would you still take a wide receiver at twenty two if it's the one you want? Um. No. Okay. I think if you if you sign a number one, if you sign Allen Robinson, Mike Williams, Amari Cooper, going to be your number one. I think you could even throw Odell Beckham, even though he's coming off an injury in there. I think if you sign one of those guys, or if Devontae Adams ends up on your team, you can't spend your first round pick on a wide receiver. I think at that point you've got to f- turn to other places of Corner. need. Um, but if they do not sign one of those guys wide receiver might be the position that makes the most sense to go right. after in the first round, especially if they end up being, because the Raiders are picking a little bit late. If they end up being six, seven, eight first round wide receivers, if there's guys that are at least considered that, then there should be a good wide receiver, even in the twenties for the Raiders to end up taking. All right, coming up next, Sam Gordon joins the show live from the Finley Toyota ESPN, Las Vegas studios. This is the press box with Grady and Bischoff. I can't believe the North Carolina announcer was just so happy about it. So sad for Mike Chef. I enjoyed they said that he plays his last game. Isn't yeah, he's a, he's on a game court, 75. Have a jersey on. Always a gentleman. Joining us now from the Review Journal is Sam Gordon. Uh, all right, hold on, Sam. I, I've got a local question first for you. Do you yeah, actually no, no, do you actually believe UNLV, the men team, can win the Mountain West tournament? Yeah, I do, Tyler. I do. I think. Um, when you are as steady as this team has been defensively for the you know, majority of the Mountain West season and what they've been able to show, of course, they've had their lapses in a couple games. But for the most part, they make it really hard on other teams to score. And then you've got a guy uh, that can get you 25 to 30 at every night and make something out of nothing in Bryce Hamilton. Um, I think given the parity that we've seen in the league this year, I definitely think it's doable. You take a look at how the bracket shakes out. UNLV has played there right with the top teams. They beat Colorado State twice. They beat a Wyoming. They played San Diego State right down to the wire um, here at Thomas and Mack Center. So I, I do think they're in the mix. Do I expect it? I'm not necessarily sure I'd go that far, but it, 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 I've been really impressed with how Kevin Kruger and his staff um, throughout the course of the season have been able to, you know, 10, guys, 10 new guys, 10 new scholarship players, several of whom had already played in other programs in different roles. He got them to, to jump into roles, to figure out how to thrive in those roles and to buy into them throughout the course of the season. Um, not an easy task. Uh, him and his staff were able to accomplish it. It's a credit to, to him and, and those players, um, the veteran players that they brought in. And, and he's got Bryce Hamilton playing the best ball of his career. So, uh, yeah, UNLV, I think, is definitely a factor. I'm not saying I would, I would, I would predict it, but I do think there's a formula there for them to get it done this week at Thomas and Mack. So who's winning the Mountain West Tournament? <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, that's, that's a, that, again, that's a really good question. I'm probably going to go, I, I probably still go with Boise State. Um, at this point, just with their consistency, with what they're able to do on the offensive end of the floor, with how they move the ball, with the number of scores they have, I still think they, they have the highest upside. Um, and that's the team that I expect to win the Mountain West tournament this week. But this has been a unique year in the league, right? There's 
probably, what, four tournament teams right now, maybe five if UNLV um, can sneak their way in there. There's, I don't think there's been a clear-cut dominant team as good as, you know, some of the teams at the top have been, as steady as some of those teams at the top have been. Um, but I think the state um, has the most upside, and if they play their best basketball, I think that's the best basketball in the league this season. The Lady Rebels win in the women's side? Yeah, yeah, I do think the Lady Rebels are, are, are going to win on the women's side. I, I know that they didn't necessarily end the season um, the way they wanted to, but when you take a look at, at the team that Lindy LaRock has put together, Desiree Young, player of the year in the league, you know, 15-10 and 10 every night, former Desert Oasis star, stayed home and, and has, you know, really, really thrived in a role um, at UNLV. Uh, Essence Booker gives you experience at the point guard spot, and they're shooting all over the floor. And veterans, Justin Etheridge, formerly in Centennial, was an all-defensive team, Picking the Mountain West, and, and, and the, the, you know, it's been consistent all season. It's been the best team in the league. Uh, they have multiple ways they can beat you. They can beat you inside out. They can beat you with a barrage of three-point shooting. Uh, Booker can create late in shot clock and isolation situations to get offense when they are defended well, and they've been relatively stout defensively. So um, it's, again, a testament to, to what Lindy uh, LaRock has been able to do um, in her two years at UNLV, and uh, that, that group has really brought in what what she's been teaching and coaching this year they've been outstanding um and and frankly uh i think you know anybody you know involved with the program would say it's a disappointment if they don't win the tournament given given just the quality of the league and how hard it is um to get multiple teams from the mountain west into the the, the ncaa tournament they the season would definitely you know if it, it turned out to be a one-bid league which probably is what it's going to be and they don't win the tournament i think it'd definitely um be a disappointment as, as good as they play this year and as strong as the program um is becoming so yeah, I do think they have the best team in the league. Uh, the, the consistency, multiple ways to beat you, and I expect them to show that this week. All right, you wrote a column for this morning on Gonzaga for the newspaper. I want to ask you about that. Um, so they'll probably be the number one overall seed yet again. It's not to say the program's going to go down in the coming years. He's got it going there like nobody else. But the windows, you know, there's not as many windows each year, right? I mean, you, you got to at some point you have to come through and try to get it done. We saw last year what happened against Baylor. Is this is it sounds crazy on Mark View, but is there more pressure this year to finally get this thing done? Yeah, I would say so, especially given the way last year ended. A number of those players on that team, Drew Timmy, Andrew Nemhard, um, even Julian Strother, you know, didn't play a ton on that team, but he was part of that team. They played at that level. They know what it looks like and they and they felt that kind of sting. And when you take a look at what they were able to bring back, along with adding the number one overall recruit in Chad Holmgren, a guy that probably is gonna be the number one or number two overall pick, he's certainly gonna go um, in the top three, there's no question about that. Uh, at what point are you going to get it done? That they have the experience now. You have kind of that X factor, that game-changing player, or so you would think, with the seven-footer from Minneapolis and Holmgren. Uh, you're deep. You're seven, eight deep. There's there. You have guards. You have bigs. You, you can you can win from the outside. You can win from the inside. And Holmgren, with his length, with his length um, and his rim protection, gives you a defensive presence that I don't think they had last season. Right when when you remember that national championship game. Baylor's guards were able to do whatever they wanted on the perimeter and get the ball inside, drive to the rim, drive and kick. So many different um, ways that they that they attack Gonzaga. Well, now you have a seven-one guy that can erase shots at the rim and move around on offense and do some things. So that coupled, you know, the, the, the roster they have coupled with kind of the parity we've seen. There, there's not a team like Baylor with with senior guards that were so tough and had been through so many wars in the Big Twelve, right? They, 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 there's not a team like that. There isn't a team that's been playing together for two or three years that you would think. You know that, like that Virginia team a couple years ago that you would think um, could make a deep run. I think this this is, is as open as any for Gonzaga. And again, at what point are you wanting to get this done? You don't have a Chet Holmgren coming in in next year's recruiting class. You don't. You're not getting a top three player, at least how it stands right now. This this year, where it stands with the experience and not having to carry the pressure of a perfect season, right? Like that. 
they can say whatever they wanted. There, there's no way that that didn't mount over the course of the year chasing perfection. So um, I, I do think this is it's, it's, the tournament is as wide open as it's been in any year in recent memory. And given their kind of their track record and what they've been able to do, the, the cohesion they have on the roster and what they've been able to assemble, it's 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 time to get it done. And I, I really I really think that how much how many more years are we going to go through this exercise? I don't think it's going to get easier by any means. It, it feels like this is another golden opportunity, and I'm I'm really curious to see how they. They finish out the WCC tournament this week and then look um, going into next week in the big dance as well. You mentioned his rim protection. Does Chet Holmgren make this year's team better than last year's team? No, I don't necessarily think it, it does per se. I, I do think there was a moxie and just kind of a toughness that they had um, that was predicated around Jalen Suggs, who, who's having a solid rookie season for the Orlando Magic right now. Um, but I don't think the rest of the, 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 I don't think there's anybody in college basketball that's as good as as Baylor was. I don't think the level, I don't think the playing field um, is as good or as, as tough right now. Um, there, there are question marks, I think, with every single team. I think this, this Gonzaga team is a little bit more finesse, a little softer, but in a sense that maybe they're not better, but they're different in last year's, than last year's team because they do have a real deterrent at the rim that, that can alter some shots. I don't think the offensive upside is quite as high, even though they're at the top of the country in a lot of the, uh, the offensive efficiency marks and a lot of the scoring marks. Um, they, they don't have a player uh-oh. 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 We lost oh, Sandler. In isolation oh, he's situations. Back. He's um, back. We, lo- we, lost so you for like, we lost you for like five seconds, but you're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I just – they don't have a player like Suggs. They don't have a player like Suggs, Tyler, that can go get buckets in isolation situations. I think their offense is a little different, even though it's super efficient. But, yeah, I, I do think they still have the upside of winning the NCAA tournament this year. Pac-12 tournament's also in town. Are you a believer in Arizona, and can UCLA make another run? Yeah, I'm more of a believer, I would say, in UCLA um, than Arizona just because of the pin there and done that thing. They, they, you know, their guards are battle-tested. They played on the big stage, and they got the team within a, you know, within a prayer of the national championship, an amazing half-court shot of the national championship game last season. I don't think it's been the season, per se, that Mick Cronin's expected, uh, and, and they're still trying to kind of find out. I mean, they know who they are, but they're trying to find out how to tap into their upside at this point in the season. Uh, but, but given the experience factor, I do think I like them more than Arizona. With that said, uh, I still am a believer in Arizona. What, what Tommy Lloyd's been able to do in his first year um, on campus is you know, taking Arizona right back to where they belong, right? This was a, a rich blue blood program for a long time that produced high-end NBA talent and was, was accustomed to making deep runs. We weren't seeing that under Sean Miller. Um, so the fact that he's able to turn it around in his first year is, again, a testament to what he's been able to do, and I expect that pipeline um, to continue. Uh, but I, I'm just, I, I don't, I just, I want to see it. That's, that's frankly what it comes down to. They've, they've been good and they've been good in the regular season. I'm sure they'll have a good showing in tournament play, but in order to make a deep run, I, I want to see more. I, I just want to see more. They have um, guards, wings. They have the, you know, the seven footer that's as good of a, a defensive player, probably um, as there is in the country. I would imagine if the awards haven't been announced, he'll be right there for Pac-12 defensive player of the year, but I want to see it. That's what it, what it comes down to. I trust UCLA's guards a little more, but yeah, those are, both Final Four contenders, in my opinion. Uh, which tournament in Las Vegas is the most interesting? Uh, I would go with the Mountain West. I really would, based on the UNLV factor. This is, I mean, I know, you know, a couple years ago, um, when T.J. Osterberger was in town, up up until the, the, the point guard, the transfer point guard got hurt, there was, you know, some, some potential that they could have made a, a deeper run than they ended up making. But I do think UNLV... Um, I do think UNLV can get in there and steal a bid, and I, I think there's real intrigue to what, what Kruger um, and his staff have been doing, and, and that group of players they have over there um, has been doing. And, and just, again, with the, the parity we've seen in that league, I would be pretty surprised if, if we didn't see one of the top two teams in the Pac-12 
uh, come out of that league. I don't think it's like it was last year where it was up and down. You, you've got a couple of teams right there at the top. But I, there was five teams in the in the Mountain West. Again, I, you know, I think Boise State's going to win. But there's five teams in the Mountain West that definitely could win. And I think that's what makes it make, makes it interesting um, and compelling in Thomas and Mack. Well, he is Sam Gordon from the Review Journal. Sam, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. All right, thanks, guys. Take we'll care. See you out this week. We'll talk Take soon. Care. Later. So, Sam Gordon on college basketball taking over Las Vegas. It's a good month. I like this. Oh, month. yeah. Huge month. Down at the Dollar Loan Center with the Big West. The Big West. The Big West. Uh, by the way, the Big West. Uh, Ken Palm ranked the Big West as the most competitive conference tournament. Really? This okay. year. What does he say about, does he predict the Mountain West? Uh, no, he just he just made a comment about the Big West being sort of the most like wide open because let's see, their best team is ranked 120th in Ken Palm. Long Beach State? Uh, that is UC Irvine. Long okay. Beach State got the one seed, but okay. UC Irvine ranked 120. They have, it looks like, six teams between 120 and 171. Whoa. Okay. So that's pretty pretty close yeah. bunch together for the top six in a conference right. to be that that uh, that close. So you kind of have six teams with a fairly legitimate shot to win the Big West Conference Tournament at the Dollar Loan Center. Dollar Loan Center. First first major event. Oh, big deal. Who's going to cut down the nets? Yes. Are they allowed to cut down the nets? Are the Silver Knights going to charge We them? just put those up! <laughs> The like, Nighthawks. Like Nevada charged Liberty High School for cutting yes. down the nets. I hope they do. I hope they charge them. Like, hey, hey, Long hey. Beach State, get off no. those. What are you doing? We on only the have ladders? one of these a year. We don't have much <laughs> basketball. Bischoff's briefs. Uh, quick note the Champions League is back this week. Uh, Kylian Mbappe, the best player for PSG, one of the best players in the world. He is uh, potentially not going to play on Wednesday in their Champions League game because a teammate stepped on his foot in training and hurt him. Okay. okay. So imagine hurting the best player on your team in practice before a Champions League game when if they, I think they're, I think they won the first game one nothing. So That's like someone undercutting Bryce Hamilton. Right. At the, exactly. At the walk yeah. It's like, Ima- uh, imagine well, Bryce Hamilton. Some walk on like undercuts. Like uh, <laughs> Jimmy, turn in your jersey. Bryce Hamilton gets hurt today in practice. Yeah. It's like uh, okay. <laughs> I guess we're not winning the Mountain West tournament. So, yeah, don't hurt your best player. Or you could just be Max Pacioretty and tackle Jack Eichel yes. by his neck. At least that was in a game after scoring a goal, not just a <laughs> practice drill. All right. Let's fix soccer, by the way. Uh, soccer needs to ban penalties. Uh, John Muller wrote about it for The Athletic. Here's the primary problem. Penalties in soccer are almost always a punishment that does not fit the crime. And here's the reasoning behind it. The last decade of Premier League soccer, 78% of penalties have been scored. That 78% is the key number there. Because, A, just if you're watching a soccer game, you can ask yourself this question, right? When there is a foul called in the box and a penalty is awarded, how many times was that team going to score 78%, right? Almost never. Never. Right? So, in the story The Athletic wrote, 95% of plays that led to a penalty, their chance of leading to a goal was 20% or less. 20% or less. On almost every penalty awarded in the Premier League, there was a less than 20% chance that they were actually going to score. But the punishment for the foul in the box was now giving the other team a 78% chance to score. That's almost quadrupling 
their chances right, of scoring, scoring a goal. And if you, you you can just go through the it's pretty obvious, right? If you just go through average games in soccer, right? The average shot only ends up on target 33% of the time. The average shot goes in 10% of right. the time, right? So even just the average shot, you're going from a 10% chance of scoring to giving them a penalty that's a 78% chance of scoring. You don't even generate a shot though on a lot of these chances, right? right. You you can have right. a good good set of play, a good run of play that you don't even get a right. shot off, right? The ball gets taken away or whatever. It's soccer. So before we keep going on soccer, here's a question for you two. Outside of this, what's like the harshest rule in sports? Like what's the what's the rule, what's the punishment that doesn't fit the crime in other sports? My brain immediately went to the fact that you get the ball for pass interference wherever it occurred even if you had no earthly chance of making a catch. Now, technically, if it's pass interference, it has to be catchable. Okay. It doesn't get it, oh. it doesn't get interpreted well. That's one of the good ones, but I would argue at least there is a receiver in the area, and if the defensive back just disappeared, they're going to catch it and get that 50 yards. Like, that's the whole premise of why P.I. is a spot foul, because if you've foul a guy 50 yards down the field and it's a 10-yard penalty. That's a 40-yard gap the offense missed out Do it out every on. time. Right. <laughs> now, college football has that rule, and it's not a big deal. But I agree with you. That's a problem, but I don't think that's it's as That's the first big. thing that popped into my head. Right. Um, I don't think there is one. The only one that I could think of, but it's not the same because it's not scoring, is fouling out in basketball. I was going to say the flagrants. Well, no, I'm just like just in college basketball, you pick up five fouls and you're out. You're out. You don't get to play anymore. Right. And that's it could be five of the softest calls you've ever seen. Right. Technically, in soccer, you can be kicked out of a game when you get red cards. But generally speaking, it's for a uh, very bad foul. Right. There'll be some bad red cards, but generally it's a very bad foul. In basketball, you could commit five soft fouls and. And you're done. Right. But it's not exactly a great comparison because that's not like scoring, right? Or whatever. I think hockey actually has it pretty well with power plays where average power play scores about 20% of the time, right? If you compare that, the average shot on shot on goal goes in about 10% of the time. So you, because here's the point. When you punish a team for breaking the rules, you do want the other team to have a little bit more of an advantage than what they would have had from the normal run of play. But... In hockey, you go from a 10% chance of scoring if you get a shot on goal to, hey, the power play's got a 20% chance of scoring, not a 78% chance of scoring, which is absurd in a sport like soccer where there's two and a half goals on average a game or whatever that number ends up being. That seems high. Right. That does. (laughs) So. Seems really high. The question is, how do you fix it, right? There, before it's been proposed to change the penalty from a box to a semicircle because why is the corner of the box the same punishment for being four yards away from the goal, right? So, like, change it to how the game should be actually called. Like, imagine a three-point line in basketball being a box yeah. instead of an arc. We think that was stupid, but that's effectively what they have. The idea the Athletic proposed, though, was from old American soccer. The NASL used it, and Major League Soccer used it for a handful of years. The normal penalty right now, you put the ball 12 yards away. It's just the shooter and the goalie. What happened in the NASL and Major League Soccer for a few years, the ball would be placed 35 yards away. The shooter 
would get would t- get get the ball and could run forward with it, but he'd have five seconds to shoot. And in the meantime, the goalie is also allowed to run at the shooter to basically a cut down the angle, but b put pressure on him to hope that he shoots it wide or takes a bad shot, like a really fast shootout. Right, but it's basically. Guy with the ball running towards the oh. goal, goalie running at the guy with the ball, right. hoping to force a miss. Similar to how the XFL did coin tosses, where except, they just have oh, two yeah. guys run at each other. <laughs> except in soccer, you don't, you know, run headfirst into each other and give each other concussions. Well. But yes, very similar. But two things happen here. One, when Major League Soccer did this, uh, these penalties were converted 45% of the time. So almost cut in half what the normal penalty is now in soccer. 45%, I think, is a much uh, it's a much better punishment, right? Where, hey, they're going to score almost 50% of the time, but not almost 80% of the time. The other thing that's important here, it's fun. Yeah. It's it's way right. more fun because you can on go, your mark get set, set run at each other. You can you can go look up videos of it. It's way more fun. And actually, the penal, penalties in soccer suck. Right, a seventy-eight percent of them are scored, but B, it's just one guy twelve yards away kicking yeah. it, and the like, hundred miles an hour. The only way we make it interesting is like, oh, this guy might be nervous, right? right? Like that's it. We're like, can you handle your nerve? There's no like, there's a little bit of actual skill involved right. in the game of soccer. Whereas if you have a running shootout, effectively, there's a, it's it simulates a breakaway, right? Which granted aren't that common in soccer. But at least it looks like regular soccer. Never right. in soccer are you just by yourself 12 yards away. The goalie can't move until you touch it. Like, that's not a realistic scenario. Right. This is a more realistic scenario. And if you miss, play on. I'd like to see it. It's not going to happen because soccer might be worse than baseball about having traditionalists who refuse change. Old school guys. Oh, might be worse. Absolutely. So I doubt it happens at like any point in the future, but it should because a it's more fair and B it's more fun. Yeah. And I don't know why you would oppose a rule change that is more fair and more, more fun. fun. Yeah. Oh, Cause they're old school. Better. Get off my lawn. Guys. Exactly. It's yeah. Cause a lot of the replies of the story. Well, how about you don't commit a foul in right. the box? <laughs> that go. is all the replies. Like learn how to play the sport better. <laughs> and it's like, Yes, sure, that would be a good coaching tactic, but we know guys are going to mess up. That's why there are rules in place, because we know they're going to commit these types of fouls, and there should be a better punishment or less harsh punishment for the teams committing the fouls because the other team wasn't actually going to score most of the time. It's ridiculous. So fix soccer. Let's fix our sports. Now let's get the Elam ending in basketball and fix that damn sport. (laughs) Okay, so I have an idea to fix golf that I've been thinking about. Is it to do what they do in Phoenix and let the crowd cheer? Oh, that's well, awesome. I mean, no, that's just that's automatic. Okay. No, if you're playing pairs, like you're playing head to head against somebody, you guys both have to tee off at the same time, and you is, have to run and carry your bags to the ball. Isn't that as fast as possible? Isn't there a Mario golfing game? That is like exactly that? Okay. what I am I proposing. Say, I was going to say. I am proposing I've seen this that we <laughs> that we adopt. Fully, the Mario Toadstool Tour golf rules. I like that. No, I, I think that would be fun. That at at least let's make it this to because you know old school people don't like change. That is the playoff 
anytime there is yes. a tie yeah. at, the, at the end of Sunday, if there is a tie. Everyone back everyone back to the 18th green. The, the two people the tied. Yeah. That's how we decided. Yeah. You tee off. You And listen, you can decide to carry your whole bag. You can just say, I'm going to carry three clubs with me. Right. Or I'm just going to play the entire hole with one club. With my driver. Right. Like, I, I'm fully on board with this. Because now we got strategy involved with how many clubs you think you need to carry. And also, you've got to be able to. Uh, yes. Would be what. That would be the most watched golfing <laughs> yeah, event exactly. ever. If all of a sudden one of the major tournaments was like, we're going to a playoff. Here's Masters a new format. Great. You hit it and, and run. run. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna shoot a little pop gun. You gotta grab your you gotta grab your five and it's six. It's not about strokes. It's who for scores time. the is, first, yes, now, first he, club in the hole. Now, if it's a par four and he hits the second shot, does he get to go back and grab it, or should he? Did he already have to? The choice of the clubs on the first one. I mean, you, you can got, go back. You, oh, you can go back, but say, you gotta got, get your ball. I see. Yeah. I would take my putter right away then, because eventually you're gonna be able oh, to yeah. you take your five and your six and your putter, and you go. I think you. I think you probably find a way to use three. You hit it. You hit your driver. Drop it. And you carry. know how. Yeah, you know how far you've hit the drive. Carry at least maybe two or three clubs with you. Right. A wedge, a putter, and then sort of like, like all right, six, depending like on the green. Yeah. There's a whole new level of strategy. It'd yeah. be great. There's gonna be somebody announcing it, going, "Oh, that's a bad club choice." He, he, he's, a, he's a club short. He's a club short. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, did the media give Bryce Hamilton player of the year in the Mountain West? You're locked in the press box. It's like Kyrie. Uh-huh. Yeah, Kyrie Irving got uh, the Boston Celtics fans were chanting Kyrie sucks at the end of the Celtics win over the Nets yesterday. Jason Tatum was trying to tell them to calm down because the Celtics were shooting free throws. Well, Jason Tatum <laughs> with, with a skill set like Jason Tatum. I mean, he's oh going to tell you. Oh, boy. Um, all right. The This is the media side, but we have some Mountain West regular season awards. The coaches, I believe, there's come tomorrow. out tomorrow. Uh, but the media has announced their awards. Here we go. Player of the year, David Roddy mm-hmm. from Colorado State. Bryce Hamilton did get a vote. I'm under the belief it is our 730 guest, Mike Grimala, that Well, He just vote. tweeted that it was him. He did tweet that it was yeah, him? It was okay. Him. That he did vote for Bryce Hamilton. Um, Graham Ike of Wyoming got one, and uh, Abu Kijab at Boise State got one. The other eight went to David Roddy. So a basically it looks like the home media member for Boise State, Wyoming, and UNLV all voted for their yes. team's best player. It also basically looks like none of the media saw either UNLV Colorado State game because it appeared <laughs> David Roddy had never, had never played basketball in his life. Yes, and in the other 16 games he played, he was awesome. He was awesome. He was but in those two games, terrible. guy doesn't belong on a basketball court. Uh, very strange. So Roddy won player of the year. Bryce Hamilton got a single vote. That coming from Mike Gramala. You're all Mountain West first team. Roddy Hamilton Ike, and Maldonado. Hunter Maldonado got in from Wyoming, so Wyoming got two. And Orlando Robinson from Fresno State. Um, there is nobody from Boise State nope, or San it. Diego State. Right. Uh, two of the top three teams in this conference on that list. Is that wrong? Did they, did they miss um, one? I don't know. I think there's like seven or eight who could have been the first team. I think Matt Bradley had an argument. I think... Uh, uh, Kajab had an argument for sure. Uh, even maybe Shaver. I- I'd like to think at least one guy from Boise because they won the league by a couple games gets on there. But I do think, I do think, like I said, I, I think seven or eight could have. You could have put, you know, you could have taken one of the Wyoming guys off, put Bradley or Abu Kajab on, and I think we would have been like, okay, like we wouldn't have questioned it. No. So I, it was one of those things where like, you're not looking at it and say, oh man, this guy got screwed over. I think Bradley's got the biggest complaint. Uh, he's easily the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I wouldn't feel but who would you take right. Off? Like I have a hard time looking at it and saying, "Oh, he's abs- he absolutely should be there over Maldonado, right, or whatever." Like right. I. Like I, that's fine if you do, but I have a hard time saying like, oh, Hunter Maldonado didn't deserve it right, in Wyoming. Right. Maldonado, no. had a great season, guy was phenomenal. So, yeah, I, I think it's Bradley kind of got screwed in this scenario because effectively there were probably six guys that, that were really a, deserving yeah, of first team. If you wanted to go one for Boise State, I don't think that would have been a big issue either. But six guys were absolutely deserving uh, to be there. So, uh, oh, that was the other thing. Leon Rice won Coach of the Year. We don't like Jeff Lender very much from Wyoming. I would have voted. They, Wyoming kind of faded a little. They're still they in position faded. to go to the NCAA yeah. tournament, and they and here's the key: they were picked eighth. Yeah, but they're picked the eighth by media. We don't know what we're talking. Well, about. Well, this is the media voting on it, so the media we sucked. We don't, we don't know what we're talking. The media about. thought he was going to suck. Well, I don't think media he should vote suck. on this stuff. I don't think they should. Oh, that's right. That's right. I don't think they should. I don't think they should vote on. I, it's fine that they do. Uh, and I know the so all eleven team all eleven cities get one ballot. So right. in Vegas, Mike Gramala and then our beat writer Andy kind of got together and said, "Who do you think right. they did that?" So there's eleven ballots. Um, I, I just I don't know. I have a problem with it. I have a problem with media. But uh, again, it's good for them. That's fine for them if they want to put out their own team. I just I wouldn't vote on it. But. I'm gonna because Jeff Grammer uh, in Albuquerque organizes this. I'm gonna tell him to send the ballot to you next year. You I will actually, send it back blank. No, he's not. I'm going to tell him. Don't even send out eleven. Just send one to Ed Grady. I will send it out blank. And whatever he puts is what it is. Ed no, Grady I mean, chooses I, it. It's great that Jeff does this. Um, but and and the media does this because their votes were taken away by the coaches. Right. They used to be combined. Right. They used to be combined. They used yeah. to be media and, and and coaches combined. But look, the coaches are no better. Oh, I know. They're I know. They're worse. Media, I know media people. I'm sorry. I know media people who want guys that they cover on the team. That's fine. So, but here's a problem with that. They can vote for their guys. Coaches can't vote for their guys. The coaches are worse because I'll take Coach A. Can't vote for his own guy, right? And there's seven or eight guys who could be first team this year. Right. There, there are. So I know coaches in the past who have said, well, I can't vote for my guy. But I don't want to vote for this guy because he's going to be on the first team. So let me vote for this guy. That happens all the time. <laughs> if people out there don't think that that happens, you're crazy. So in essence, the media poll might be more legitimate <laughs> Than the coach poll, right? Did I mean, he just we... argue both sides yes. of this? No, no, this is great. No, no, this hold on, no, wait. No, 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 we no, no, don't no, know anything, no, no. but it's more legitimate. It might be more legitimate. I shouldn't have said we don't know anything. I should have said I don't vote for these things. I, I just, I just don't vote for them. I, I say let the coaches. They scout. They coach. They and watch then, film, and then they, they lie. I, you know, that's, <laughs> they do. Th- that's well, not true. Would you agree with that though? I really hope Kevin Kruger's ballot is like his All Mountain West third team. He just makes them. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he would, but you, okay, you can't sit here and say that doesn't happen. Well, it's, in all seriousness, that's what Kevin Kruger should do. Because like we just said, there's six legitimate candidates for all Mountain West first team. If he can't vote for Brian he should not give the other <laughs> five vote votes. For, then he should vote for A.J. Walker from Air right, Force. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No doubt about it. He should Why be... am I not surprised you are completely oh, 100%. cheating yes. and absolutely just doing the wrong he thing? He should for be kids. like, you know what? That Desmond Cambridge guy at Nevada. <laughs> oh, man. Come his, on. Uh, his nine points per Omari game. Omari Moore deal. from San Jose State. Are you kidding <laughs> uh, me? Why isn't he on? We there? spent hours game planning for him. <laughs>